Support for this NPR podcast comes from Sierra Nevada Brewing Company, family-owned, operated, and argued over since 1980. Proud supporter of independent thought, whether that's online, over the air, or in a bottle. More at sierranevada.com. Happy Friday, everyone, from NPR Music and All Songs Considered. I'm Robin Hilton. I'm here with Stephen Thompson. Hey, Stephen. Hello, Robin. And Tom Heisinga. So great to be here, Robin. Friday is, of course, the day when a whole bunch of albums come out. We're doing a quick run through the best releases for February 8th. We kick off this week's New Music Friday with Bob Mould and his album, Sunshine Rock. The artist is Bob Mould and the album is Sunshine Rock. Uh, this is the title cover hearing and we've had a lot of great new guitar rock on the show in the, yeah. the last couple of weeks. This one comes from a veteran artist, but I think he sounds just really fresh on this one. Yeah, this guy's had an amazing career. I mean, Husker Du in the 80s, coming out of Minneapolis, was one of the most influential bands of the last 30 or 40 years. You can hear the reverberations of Husker Du's music in so much 90s rock. And then... When Husker Du broke up, Bob Mould made a long string of solo records, some of which are fantastic, but eventually over time, a lot of, I think, his fans kind of drifted away from him. I probably fall into that category where I would check out a few songs, be like, oh yeah, good, Bob Mould, I right. like him. This album, Sunshine Rock, which is really well-named, yeah. uh, appropriately <laughs> named, he sounds so refreshed and so reinvigorated. Uh, he's been living in Germany for the last couple in Berlin, of years. Yep. In Berlin, And so clearly, you know, he's, he's synthesizing a lot of subjects about which he is passionate and angry. There's politics. There's... The video for the song Lost Faith is all about the surveillance state, you know, and he's he's weaving in a lot of this stuff. But the music is so brash and big and fresh and really joyful. I I love this record and was really happy to kind of sink back into it and feel like he just hasn't lost a step over the course of a career that spans, what, 30, 40 years. I read that there's, um, I didn't do this calculation, somebody else did, uh, Variants of Sun appear 27 times in the album's 37 minutes span. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's great, man. I, I'm, I'm here for it. Bob Mould is the artist. The album is Sunshine Rock. And from that, let's go to something completely different. I think, Tom, you referred to it as Fog. Uh, fog. Well, we go from, uh, from the sunshine of Bob Mould into the fog of Jessica Pratt. Her new album is called Quiet Signs. Under 
Jessica Pratt has just such a distinctive voice. It's almost like alien-like or from some fantasy world or something. And I can imagine that could be polarizing. I mean, I, I think it, it, for me, I just, I think maybe you just succumb to it or you kind of don't get it. But for me, this record had just a very strong effect. You know, that, that scene in Harold and Maud where they smell these fragrances and it brings back these memories. This record to me was like that. It just triggered these amazing memories and emotions. And to me, it smelled directly like Mid 1960s, the mm-hmm. the incense and the haze, and you know it's, it's a little spacey, it's a little trippy. It's like if Donovan had a little sister who made brilliant records <laughs> secretly or something. And it's I think it's in in its simplicity is its strength. Just a couple of chords there, rocking back and forth with that retro mellotron that just kind of seeps in from underneath and yeah. wavers around a little bit. Yeah, that song we heard is called This Time Around. I, I didn't it's, it's so impressive when an artist can transport you to another place using like two notes. And if you're not familiar with Jessica Pratt, she's uh, from California. She made a couple of records, one in uh, 2012 and one in 2015 that were very lo-fi. I mean, like make a record in your uh, bedroom kind of things. And this is actually her first record to be recorded professionally in a studio. And wow. it still retains coming to that, some of that made-at-home sound with some tape hiss and, and the very simple production. But uh, she said, uh, whatever place my music comes from, it's definitely divorced from reality, which I think is a positive thing, she said. <laughs> it definitely feels otherworldly or unreal to me. Quiet Signs is the name of the record, and Jessica Pratt is the singer. Let's go to another really beautiful record. This one comes from Hauschka, and it's called A Different Forest. Hauschka is the artist. The album is called A Different Forest, and this is the opening cut called Hike. A German composer and pianist, and uh, he has put together a really beautiful album here. I think, again, like the Jessica Pratt record, its simplicity is its strength. Most people might think of Hauschka as this guy who's one of the better practitioners of prepared piano. That's where you insert all manner of articles in between the strings and hammers of a regular piano, something that dates back to the late late 1930s that John Cage pioneered. But on this record, he has foregone all of that. It's just straight piano music that is inspired by his walks in the forest. Yeah, this is hitting me in my my Nils Fromm place. Yes. Robin, you once said, I can't remember what, what you were talking about. You said you could you could serve this to me in a shoe and I'd eat it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, could, I could listen to this guy. A hiking boot. Yeah, yeah. and a hiking boot. You know, I am always looking for this 
this kind of sweet, head-filling, beautiful, hypnotic music. As an anxious person, it, it slows my blood in a way that I, I find medicinal. I love this record. This the song called Hike, he writes about it. Uh, he says, many times we would pack our backpacks with food and water in the early morning when it was still dark and set off into that special twilight before the sun rises. It was always really special feeling to walk into the unknown for a whole day. He also said, and this is a quote from Hauschka, he said, realizing that everything has been there for such a long time in the, in, the, in the woods, everything has been there such a long time and will continue to exist, yet in contrast, our human existence is reduced to but a fraction of the Earth's history. My kind of guy. I was just going to say that is Robin <laughs> Hilton to a T. Our lives are meaningless. We are but <clears throat> loam. We, we are but dust. Yes. Yeah. Well... There's a lot of very pretty music on the record. Hauschka, and the record is called A Different Forest. Let's do one more album before we take a break, a compilation album. It's called Music Inspired by the Film Roma. There was a vision in another eye And I saw nothing no future at all Yet I was free This is the album Music Inspired by the Film Roma, and if, if you couldn't tell by the voice, this is Patti Smith singing the song Wing, uh, one of many artists who appear on this compilation album Roma, a, a film that came out last fall, and a lot of people are calling it the best film of last year. Uh, and to talk about this collection of songs inspired by that movie, we bring on NPR Music's Felix Contreras. Hey, good morning. You know, these soundtracks that are inspired by films always feel a little forced to me. You know, like they're obviously trying to capitalize on the popularity of the film. But what's going on with this collection? How does this uh, batch of songs speak to some of the themes in the movie? Well, the film has become such a thing, right yeah. thing, capital T, in terms of cinema and also in terms of Mexican culture. And what happened was that early on, the director, Alfonso Cuaron, decided to make a separate album, not a soundtrack album, but an additional album. Uh, and he reached out to a, a very eclectic group of artists, Patti Smith, Beck, one of the guys from Café Tacuba, a whole list of folks. And I think that this happened before it really became this phenomena that it is a leading Oscar contender, the lead actress has been nominated, there's all this stuff going on around the film. So I think that this is an organic attempt at trying to reflect even more on what was going on on the film's themes. So I brought in this track, Wing by Patti Smith, because it really is a very deep emotional reflection on the film's main character, a domestic worker named Cleo. Now, her story, without giving too much away, it's about isolation, it's about loneliness, and the kind of existential crisis that she's going through. And I think you hear all of this in the song. Uh, and if you haven't seen the film, you get an idea of what the film is about by listening to, in particular, this track. <laughs> 
And there's another way that I think that it goes along with the movie, too, in that wing, and I think of uh, like an airplane wing, and there's this weird thematic visual thread that winds through the film of this uh, jetliner slowly streaking across the sky, like when the really opening shot with the reflection of the plane and the water that's washing over the tile. Just one of dozens and dozens of jaw-dropping cinematic effects in the the movie, and also kind of just the way, the pacing of Patti Smith's song. Correct. Just this slowly unfolding thing, which is like the movie, too. It's not, there are no car chases and nobody, nothing is blown up in this movie, and it, it is my favorite movie of the year for sure. I thought the image of the jet passing overhead, it was sort of um, like a very subtle nod to the outside world that there's this world of privilege that's sort of always outside of their reach. Oh, that's an, that's an interesting thing. I thought of it too as kind of in the song, like a freedom, a way to get out of that. It's really quite spectacular. And I think that this additional soundtrack or music inspired by the film really set it off completely. Music inspired by the film Roma. Thanks, Felix. You're welcome. We've still got a few more albums to talk about for this week's New Music Friday, but first we need to take a short break, and we'll be right back. The world is complicated, but knowing the past can help us understand it so much better. That's where we come in. I'm Randa Abdel-Fattah. I'm Ramtin Arablouei, and we're the hosts of Throughline, NPR's new history podcast. Every week, we'll dig into forgotten stories from the moments that shaped our world. Throughline, history like you've never heard it before. It's New Music Friday from All Songs Considered. I'm Robin Hilton. I'm here with Stephen Thompson and Tom Heisinger. And we are looking at the best albums out on February 8th. We start the second half of our show off with the band Said the Whale and their new record, Cascadia. Wake up, wake up. Said the Whale is the band, the album's Cascadia, and the song's uh, called Wake Up. And Stephen, if you think of me when it comes to existential ennui, <laughs> you get a, a bunch of people in a room to sing exuberant <laughs> sing-alongs, uh, and I think of you. I thought of you instantly oh, when I saw this. Oh, that is a high compliment, yeah. my friend. Yeah, you know, I, I had forgotten that I loved this band. They've been floating around for like 12 years now. They're from Vancouver, much bigger in Canada than they are in the U.S., and all along, they've been making this incredibly vibrant and joyful music. This is going to sound like a backhanded compliment. I do not mean it in a backhanded way at all. But I hear this music and I think, 
I feel like I should buy an iPod right now. <laughs> like, I feel like I'm being sold a product and I actually want to buy it. it uh, but you know, is that the, product joy? Is the, that what you right. the product? And, and I, what, right. what I mean by that is, is like, this is the kind of stuff you hear in commercials and you Google. Who's the band in the iPod ad? I, I must know. I must know yeah, because yeah. I actually want to hear more of it. It's giving you joy. Oh, I think that's the best song on the record, though. Uh, on a, in a record that really displays like a lot of different styles this is a really agile band i mean you've got stuff that is kind of old school pop 10 cc squeeze era almost uh that kind of a 80s new wave i mean that song un-american almost has the you know kind of that backbeat of my sharona going on (laughs) let's hear a little bit of uh the song un-american that was another one i wanted to play from this record Kevin wants to hear a pop song, wants to dance with the girls from the restroom. Uh-huh. Kevin wants to move sideways, wants to move backwards. Kevin wants to move. Uh-huh. Kevin wants to stand beside me, choose the next record, put on the seventies tune. Kevin wants to talk to everyone, talk to everyone that he knows in the room. <laughs> There's a lot of satisfying pop on the record, too. I mean, I caught myself singing along to, you know, I want to build Cascadia. So it's... <laughs> you were singing along with something you didn't know existed 40 seconds. Ago. Right. Good hooks. <laughs> yeah. Good hooks. Said the Whale is the band, this joyful group from Vancouver. Their new album <laughs> is called Cascadia. Let's go to a really interesting record. This comes from Mercury Rev and a whole bunch of singers they worked with. It's Bobby Gentry's The Delta Suite Revisited. singer here is uh, Phoebe Bridgers. Phoebe Bridgers, one of a number of singers who uh, appear on this record along with Mercury Rev uh, on Bobby Gentry's The Delta Suite Revisited. This song is Jesse Elizabeth. And when I first heard about this project, my first thought was, huh? <laughs> it just was such a head scratcher to me. You take this rock band, Mercury Rev, recreating this album with a bunch of other singers, and uh, the connection wasn't immediately obvious to me. When you start to scratch below the surface, though, it it does more and more. For one thing, it is the 40th anniversary of the Delta Suite, what is considered kind of a lost masterpiece by Bobby Gentry, a singer by far best known for Ode to Billy Joe. But she made this country rock opera. And if you listen to Mercury Rev's discography, they've been around for 30 years, making a lot of like psychedelic rock, experimental music, very, very intriguing band. You know, it's, it's an iconoclastic band tackling an iconoclastic project. Uh, with with a bunch of really great guest artists. I mean, Vashti Bunyan's on this record, Beth Orton's on this record, Hope Sandoval from Mazzy Star. I mean, there are all these beautiful voices attached to it. It was a total discovery for me because uh, I, I read about it and I thought, oh, I've never heard that Bobby Gentry record. So I go back and listen to the original and it is amazing. Yeah. And it 
com- almost completely different approach to the to the recording and telling the songs as as this revisited record, where the original is super close mic'd and almost like she's whispering these stories of her childhood and her upbringing into your ears. And then this record, which recreates it with all these wonderful singers and really luxuriously upholstered (laughs) (laughs) production. I mean, it's like this everything in the kitchen sink. I mean, even that track we just listened to, I mean, she's almost drowned out by the amazing production values. And I found it totally fascinating. The band is Mercury Rev, uh, with a whole bunch of phenomenal singers uh, working with them on Bobby Gentry's The Delta Suite Revisited. We've got one more album to highlight for this week's New Music Friday, but first let's do a lightning round of some of the other notable releases for February 8th. There are quite a few of them. Starting off with Ariana Grande, uh, her record, Thank You, Next, is finally out. We didn't get a chance to hear the whole thing before it's it's (laughs) They don't send advanced (laughs) copies of that record to the likes of us. You know, I I tried to tell them that we were a pretty big deal, but I (laughs) I could not get the the music. Who is that? NPR what? (laughs) (laughs) But uh, her record is out right now. There's a new album from Cass McCombs, the singer Cass McCombs, called Tip of the Spear that is out. And there's also a new record from the band Talos. This is a, an Irish rock band. Their new album is called Far Out Dust. It's just this sort of sometimes epic rock with these dramatic flourishes that give way to quieter, more introspective moments. Talos, Far Out Dust is the record. Yeah, one of my favorite bands of the 90s, the Lemonheads, are they're still making records. Evan Dando's no. still do, doing his thing. Yep. Yeah, wow. never really True stopped. Varshans 2, uh, I guess that would be a play on versions. Uh, it is a covers record that is out today. Also, Panda Bear from Animal Collective has a woozy new collection called Boys, B-U-O-Y-S. There are also two live albums out now, Live in London from Mavis Staples, Mavis Staples Records Live in London, and there's a new LCD sound system live album out called Electric Ladyland. All those albums out now on February 8th, along with our final uh, record that we want to highlight for this week's New Music Friday. It comes from Josef van Vissem and Jim Jarmusch. The album is called An Attempt to Draw Aside the Veil. There have been albums in the past that I've loved that have had moments of great guitar feedback on them, and I've thought, why can't I get like an hour of just that? (laughs) (laughs) This is Josef van Vissem and Jim Jarmusch. The album is called An Attempt to Draw Aside the Veil, and this song is called The Two Paths. 
first we should introduce the guys, right? Jim Jarmusch doesn't need much introduction. He's the the uh, indie director, film director of uh, such cool movies like Down by Law, Night on Earth, Broken Flowers. And then Josef van Wissem is a, a Dutch experimental lutenist and composer. He's lived in New York since the early 90s, which is where supposedly he just bumped into Jim Jarmusch on the street and they struck up this friendship and started doing projects together. This tune is fascinating. I mean, the whole record is, but it's like all about opposites and opposites attracting, it seems to me. You have the lute, arguably the, the softest, most delicate of the guitar family <laughs> blended with its polar opposite, like the electric guitar with its squalling feedback and, and all these effects. And uh, these guys are into the late 18th century poet and painter William Blake, who is a fascinating character. And in particular, some of his religious leanings and his relationship to the religious leanings of this Swedish philosopher named Emanuel Swedenborg. So there are some layers and layers to peel back in terms of uh, some of the dark and some of these opposites that attract in the record, you know, like heaven and hell. The Blake, who was an engraver, there's the there's the metal plate, there's the paint, there's the image that comes from it, it's opposite, and everything Blake had to do was all backwards, all of his poems, like the Songs of Innocence and Experience were all on metal plates and engravings, and he had to do it all backwards. So there's all this light and dark that's happening in this record. I, I think we should also mention that a lot of that feedback is actually done by the lute, too. He can create a lot of his own squalls of feedback. Right. He, does, he does work electronics on the record a lot, too. Josef van Wissem and Jim Jarmusch are the artists working together on the record and attempt to draw aside the veil. And that'll do it for this week's New Music Friday. Thank you, Stephen Thompson. Thank you, Robin Hilton. And Tom Heisinger. Very nice to be here. Thank you. And as always, if you'd like to hear full versions of the songs that we played on this week's episode, along with a whole lot of other tracks, check out our New Music Friday playlist on Spotify. Just open the Spotify app and search for NPR. You can also find the playlist on our website. Go to npr.org slash allsongs. And for NPR Music, I'm Robin Hilton. Be well, have a great weekend, and treat yourself to lots of music. Support for this podcast and the following message come from the NPR Wine Club, where every bottle tells a story and NPR shows become wines, like Weekend Edition Cabernet Sauvignon. Available to adults 21 years or older. Learn more at nprwineclub.org.